0: Let's get off together. Welcome back everybody to the Get the Fuck Off Podcast. Guess who's late again this week? That would be me. I apologize. I apologize for not being here on Monday because I was in Savannah last weekend for my friend's wedding. Um, One of my best friends got married and myself and a bunch of other friends. We flew in from all over the country to celebrate this union of love. It was really awesome. I had such a good time and I had every intention of, well first of all I had every intention of recording something before I left. But then I thought well what if something happens that inspires me on the weekend to record a podcast about because I always I didn't have anything. I was completely blank before I left for that trip. I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't have anything set up. I didn't have anything planned. I just like to bring to the table a lot of my life experience and what's happening and going into it I was like well I could talk about something old or I could see what comes up and something did come up actually but it's also the reason that I'm late this week Because I normally put podcasts out on Monday and Monday I spent half of the day in an airport slash flying home slash rescheduling all of my Monday meetings because I got stuck in Savannah Sunday night. I'm going to tell you guys the story and that is the topic of this podcast which is Not in control versus out of control. I just did an Instagram live this week on this very topic. But I'm going to do this podcast on that topic as well. Because I think that it's something that a lot of us struggle with in a lot of areas. And there's a distinct difference between being not in control versus being out of control. And also just accepting what we have control of. So without going too much further down the path of Talking in not specifics, let's talk about the specifics of what actually happened. So, we were in Savannah for this wedding. I think myself and my friend Mario, we both wanted to stay an extra day. And when you ask the universe for something, you are going to get it, but you don't always get control over how it's going to pan out for you. And that, that isn't, this isn't about the universe. This is actually about things that actually happened to us while we were in Savannah. We thought we were going to get stuck in Savannah because of the tropical storm that was in New York. They they were calling it a hurricane, Hurricane Henry. We were watching the news um on Sunday mourning about it that the hurricane was blowing through New York down power lines all this stuff we thought oh for sure for sure our Sunday p.m. flight is going to be canceled. We were positive of it. We were so positive of it in fact that one of the people that I was traveling with actually rescheduled her flight on Saturday. She was on a 7 p.m. Sunday p.m. 7 p.m. flight out of Savannah to JFK with us. And she rescheduled her flight to the earlier flight on Sunday to 12 p.m. It was canceled. She was bumped back to the 7 p.m. So we're all on this 7 p.m. flight out and we're like, oh, there's this tropical storm in New York, but are we going to get out? And without, without much happening, We Our flight was not canceled. We were on schedule for an on-time departure. We were ready to go. We got on the plane. The plane was boarded. Everybody was sitting in their seats. It was like we're getting ready to push. I don't even know. I think they closed the door. I'm almost positive they did. But maybe they didn't I can't give you that specifics but what I know is that the pilot got into the cockpit and he was doing all of his tests for everything and one of the windshield wipers on the plane did not work it was not functional and it was a motor issue so it wasn't that the the wiper itself was broken but rather the motor that turns the wiper was I guess grinding now FAA regulations There are so many tiny things that'll keep a flight on the ground. If a tray table doesn't work right, that flight is not allowed to take off. My ex-boyfriend was once grounded for hours because of a problem with a toilet. Like the toilet wouldn't flush properly. So he was not able to take off for a flight so something like a windshield wiper not functioning when we're flying into a tropical storm that's been all over national news for two days is absolutely a reason that a plane cannot take off and you know you know pilots they they get on the the loudspeaker and they all sound the same oh attention ladies and gentlemen we're just experiencing some technical difficulties but you know how they are I mean the plane could be plummeting to the ground and they will speak in that same monotone Yes, we're experiencing some turbulence and we're going to be just having the seatbelt sign on. You know, pilots, they're all, they're all a standard cookie cutter kind of individual. This pilot gets on the loudspeaker and says, I'm just going to give it to you straight. Here's what's going on. And I thought, ah, shit, here we go. (laughs) Okay, something, you know, when a pilot breaks out of their character, you know, you know something's happening. And he tells us just the story about the, the windshield wiper. And he tells us what's happening. And immediately people on the plane start to freak out. And he's going through the whole plane. And he's he decides he's very kind. He walked through the cabin and he was explaining to everyone individually what was happening. He said he was going to do this. I had a group. There were two bachelorette parties that had boarded the plane after me. One was belligerently drunk. The other was not so drunk. But they were very high strung and these the high strung people were sitting directly behind me as the pilot is you see him coming up I was towards the back of the plane you see the pilot kind of coming up the the aisle and the people behind me are just they're having a shit fit like they need to do something about this they're very angry there's a lot of anger going on and you can hear the the voices of people talking to the pilot about what can we do what are our options what are all of this. And when the pilot got to us, you know, he he came up to me and apologized. And I said, it's fine. You know, things happen. He had said that it was going to be 40 minutes for a maintenance person to come and look at the windshield wiper. And then he said that after that, there was no guarantee that it could even be fixed. And normally when I hear things like that, I think, okay, I'm spending another night in Savannah. But other people were not were not as accepting and they were really, really upset and, you know, he made his rounds and then after he went back, the ladies behind me were just, they were just infuriated. Well, what can we do? Well, can we get off? Well, can we get back on? Well, what are we doing? Let's drive to Atlanta. How far of a drive is Atlanta? Well, let's drive to to South Carolina. Well, how far of a drive is South Carolina? How far is a drive to the next airport? We could rent a car. We could do this. We could do that. We could, maybe we could get a flight out of here. Well, maybe we could fly to Boston and then we can, you know, f- drive home from Boston. Well, maybe Maybe we could and they're doing all of these options and I'm thinking to myself like your best option is to just sit your ass right here like that's your best option but that was an an option that eliminated the semblance of control for these people like they felt very out of control now none of us had control over the situation but for them they were out of control internally like they were not feeling like they were in charge of the situation and they weren't and in reality they weren't really in charge of a situation even if they left like even if they decided to go and spend more money to you know start inching their way closer to New York they probably would have spent the same amount of time to get home as we eventually ended up spending which is this is all just me trying to be logical after the fact but also like they they really weren't in control of that either because you could go to Atlanta and your flight could be canceled you could go to South Carolina book a flight it could be canceled you could hit traffic you could have a car breakdown like you're really not in control of anything you think you are there's an illusion but you're really not and these people were just unable to accept the idea of what was happening to them And I can just give a long story short of what happened. You know, there wasn't another flight for us to get out on and that was always the reality. So because that was always the reality and because it was a mechanical issue, it was the airline's responsibility to get us home. And that is federal law. If it is a mechanical issue, it is the airline's responsibility to put you up in a hotel, to provide you a meal voucher, and to figure out a way to get you home. Like that's the law. And... They always had to do that. So because there were no flights the following day, they needed to organize for a recovery flight for us to get us home. They either had to do that or they had to get us out on Tuesday, which is a Sunday. And if that was the case, they would have had to provide a boarding, boarding for us until they did that. So it was always their responsibility. So it was always going to be taken care of. And what ended up happening was we spent the night in a hotel, which they paid for, and they organized for the recovery flight to come the following day. And yes, we did end up spending more time at the airport than we wanted to. We we spent way more time at the airport than we wanted to, but we didn't spend as much time at the airport as we likely could have if we didn't have a highly efficient gate agent who was really ultra communicative she did not work for the airline it was JetBlue she did not work for JetBlue she was a union employee outside and she was so hyper communicative with the corporate office at JetBlue to give us all of the information to make sure that she made the arrangements at the time to make sure everyone was taken care of and everyone was And it ended up being okay. And then when we got on the plane the following day, they sent an Airbus rather than an Embraer. So we all had all this room to stretch out on this nice cushy flight back to JFK in a much larger jet than we were originally on. And it was a safe flight. Instead of flying into a tropical storm, we flew into the sun. And we landed to an apology email and $300 each of travel vouchers for the airline. So basically our flights there were free. And that was wonderful and the reason that it was wonderful is not because we were compensated so well because it was great that that happened but what kept us and the people that I was traveling with like all of us in a good space was just acknowledging that we didn't have control over what was happening but we 100% had control over our inner state we were at choice the whole time we could have chosen to be out of control and to be freaking out about what was going to be happening and trying to inch our way back to JFK or we could have realized that we were at choice and we were in control over how we perceived what was happening what was happening to us Because that is what you can control. You can't control anything else that happens. If I had rented a car to try to inch my way back to New York. There is a possibility that that car would have broken down. And I would have had to deal with all of that. There's this concept in this book that I read about the the stackers from the universe and the stackers are are is this force that will just throw the same situation at you over and over and over again until you effectively learn to deal with it and how many times does that happen like you're having a bad day and you're just all churned up about it and everything is in inner chaos and you just feel like everything is terrible and then what happens one thing after another thing after another thing after another thing it's always like that when you just you are putting out the vibe that you know there's there's no control and you are experiencing the inner chaos when you're experiencing that you get more of the same you're always a choice your state is your responsibility and I was not this person I'm so I, I'll tell you the story and I and I told this story in my Instagram live the following day when we got back to the airport so we went back to the airport and that was a little bit of a hiccup because the TSA had a sun record for the previous day flying. And we didn't have updated boarding passes. And But we all got th- we got through. You know, there was a, we were, it was explained. And, you know, we were able to get that situated with the TSA. We get to the gate. The flight's not listed. So I see the pilot that had come along through the cabin the day before. And, you know, I I love pilots. Like, I wanted to flirt with the pilot, So I go up to the pilot because I'm trying to get information. Like, when are we leaving? <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Because the our flight is not at the gate where it's supposed to be. The flight from the previous that, that was scheduled for that day is at that gate. So we just wanted to make sure that we were at the right gate and that we were going to be leaving from that place. Pilot really didn't know. But um, you know I was trying to get some information straight from him and he had told us actually he told me that the woman that was the gate agent that was so highly efficient the night before was working by herself because one of her co-workers had a death I experienced a sudden uh someone that was close to them died suddenly and it was really really sad and you know she had still just stepped up and and put her put herself to the side and took care of us in such a way so I was just overwhelmed with gratitude for that And then I was just, you know, asking the pilot questions and he didn't really have the answers because he really didn't know. Nobody really informed him because he was leaving on that previous flight and he had said to me, oh, I'm so sorry. And I said, oh, it's okay. Things happen. And he said, oh, are you the Zen person? The Zen person from yesterday? And I said, yeah, that was definitely, I was definitely the Zen person. And it, it it kind of threw me for a loop because I'd never been the Zen person before in my life. Like that was never me. I was never a person that would be called the Zen person. Because five years ago, I would have been that person stomping through the airport, yelling, screaming, angry that I didn't have control, that I didn't have a choice, that I couldn't smoke a cigarette, that I couldn't go back out because TSA was closing. So I couldn't, once we were there that that's a long story but eventually we had to be in the airport longer and before we got to know we were going to go to a hotel they closed TSA they closed TSA at 10 p.m. so i would have been mad about that that i couldn't go back out and have a cigarette and then come back in i would have been mad that the bar was closed i probably would have been hungover because i probably would have been trashed before the flight You know just to be able to deal with it. So when I got off the flight I probably would have been experiencing the hangover by a certain hour. So I would have just been completely chaotic five years ago. Now you know it was not the case. So I was feeling really grounded in my being like I wasn't hungover I wasn't drunk I didn't have to smoke and I didn't feel the need to have to grab put a grip on all of this shit I was just like okay like I'm I have control over me and I never would have been that way five years ago to, to be just seen as the zen person your control the only thing in the world you have control over is yourself you don't have control over anything anyone else I was speaking to somebody last night about this when we were talking about body and your body and the way that you feel about your body and accepting your body and when can I stop hating my body the answer to that is when you decide to and I I know it's not that easy and this is work that I do with clients um, about that it's it's because it's not that easy you can't just I, I know that you can't just Right now, stop having those feelings of hate towards your body. But right now, you can decide to be a choice and start choosing to actively work to stop that. You can start choosing today to actively work to say good things about yourself. And you can start choosing today to actively say, I'm beautiful. I appreciate my body. I love my body. I respect my body. It might take you fucking eight damn years to rewire that programming but if you've been saying you hate your body for 30 years you're you're programmed to hate your body so yeah overnight you're not going to just you know you're not going to just change that wiring but you can do the actions today you're a choice you know you're you're making a choice or you could choose to continue to hate yourself and that's fine but it will go on forever if you stay in that choice like that that will go on forever I it is relentless it is a relentless thing That's just one example. You know another example I was I do a a series on Project Reflect on Instagram where I do reflections about it It started as during the year 2020 when I was going through major transitions in my life and now I do reflections on various other things and I was talking about my recent struggle with falling in love repeatedly it's a pattern in my life with emotionally unavailable men. I, I do this. I fall in love with emotionally unavailable men. You know, men that are unwilling to explore their feelings with me. Men that have trouble having feelings. Men that are incapable of receiving love. Men that are incapable of giving love. I, this, is, this is just a pattern. And what I realized through my discoveries is that I am the person that's emotionally unavailable. Because if I was emotionally available I wouldn't be making the choice over and over to pursue that type of man. And I have been with men that are not emotionally unavailable. But I more often than not will choose to engage with men that are emotionally unavailable. This probably has something to do with things that happened in my childhood. I'm probably reliving a situation where I'm trying to get approval or I'm trying to win something I mean who knows who knows this is that's not really the topic of the podcast I could do a whole other episode on my relationships with men over the years and the types of men that I I become I become involved with but most recently um there was somebody that I I had very strong feelings for it that just that that was not going to happen like it wasn't going to happen it wasn't going to happen for a lot of reasons but I found myself discouraged in that they didn't emote the way that I needed somebody to and they didn't provide they 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 were unhappy with my Needs of a partner or a friend like we weren't partners but they were a friend and I have certain things that I like to have in my friendships because friendships to me are like family friendships are very important to me and they didn't view friendships this way like they didn't have that need for that deeper more familial connection in friendships they that made them uncomfortable you know this person just they were uncomfortable with that uh, fine uh, but i i i chose to see to see i'm at choice so i chose to see that as some sort of slight to me like that they didn't give a fuck about me or they weren't you know They weren't capable of, of all of this and I chose to see it that way. So I made it. I, I chose, I was always in charge of the way that I chose to perceive that and the truth of the matter is, you know, this person, I I can, I can use pronouns, it's a he, (laughs) you know, this person, he just didn't do friendships that way. I don't know if he didn't have the capacity to do them that way or if that just wasn't his preference to do them that way. Like, he didn't do intimacy and friendships like that. It didn't, he didn't like it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was comfortable for him. It wasn't something that he wanted. So for me to just keep pushing and then feeling like, okay, like, I, there's something wrong with me because I'm not getting what I need – I always had control over that. I always was trying to get chocolate ice cream out of a vanilla ice cream machine. Uh, Coach Sean Smith was, I I wrote about this on my Instagram, he was talking about this, about the analogy, he does it in a video, you can find it on YouTube, um, the analogy of the ice cream machine. And I don't know if I talked about this in a previous podcast, but if I didn't, I will talk about it again. It's about how you wouldn't go to a restaurant and you wouldn't go up to an ice cream machine And if you really wanted chocolate ice cream, let's say you really, really, really wanted chocolate ice cream and you go up to the ice cream machine and it only has vanilla ice cream, you wouldn't sit there and be angry at the machine for not producing chocolate ice cream and yell at it and scream at it and sit and cry and hope that it would create a different flavor of ice cream. You would just move on to a new machine you would just go to another restaurant you would just go get it where you needed it like that's what you would just do right that's that's what you would do that's what I would do that's what a sensible person would do you would be seen as a complete psychopath if you were screaming at the ice cream machine saying why won't you produce chocolate you motherfucker like you would be seen as a fucking nutcase you wouldn't do that why are you gonna do that to a human like if a human doesn't have the capacity to give you a friendship in the in the the way that you need it and they certainly don't have the capacity to give you a romantic relationship that you need why are you going to sit there and yell and scream and try to make that person do that when they can't like it's stupid it's psychotic I mean it's not really psychotic it's human like we we do it all the time so it's not really psychotic but if you think about your behavior that way if you think about it as you yelling at an ice cream machine it does sound kind of crazy right like it totally sounds crazy and you're at choice for that. So I was at choice. I was at choice the entire time. So while I was experiencing pain and suffering because I wasn't getting what I needed because I I was choosing to feel a certain way and not getting what I needed, and what I wanted, I was still at choice. I was still at choice over my inner state because at any time I could have walked away and gone to another machine, but I didn't because I was committed to trying to change the vanilla ice cream to chocolate. I am trying to play God like like I'm Jesus. Like I'm trying to be like no. Wine. <laughs> That's just not happening. It's just not happening. I'm not I'm not I was always in control over my inner state the same with your body if you hate your body you're always in control of that you are in control the same with when plans go awry you're always in control over how you look at that it wasn't ideal like I could have been angry that I didn't get to stay downtown in the historic district in Savannah I had to stay by the airport in this, um, I don't know, some type of Marriott. It was a sweet, I had this huge room. It was freaking awesome. I mean, I had this big bed, TV, you know, I had a giant couch. Like, what am I going to do for 12 hours with a room that big? But I got up in the morning. I was able to write something on my computer because I had a desk with a nice lamp. I didn't have to share a room. I'd been sharing a room for a couple of days so I could poop when I wanted to. Poop in peace. I like to... I'll tell you what, I I talk a lot about poop because it's a big part of my life. You know, I'm a runner. Um, Poop in peace. I wanted to poop in peace with the damn door open in the morning. I got to do that. It was not ideal, but it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. I think a lot of the time our our initial reaction is, oh, well, this is terrible. This could have been this way. Yeah, it could have been. And it also could have been like way worse, bro. Like you could be sleeping in that airport, but you're not. You're in a king-size bed, in a nice king-size bed. Woke up in the morning, freeloaded the breakfast, had a couple of bananas and some toast. I mean, I was making myself coffee. I was all about it. You always are a choice. You are at choice all of the time. You're at choice over how you perceive what is happening to you. Because you sure as fuck, sure as fuck don't get to choose what's happening to you. And none of you, I don't care, because we all base our days on what, the previous day looked like and what's typical and routine but I don't care none of you know how the end of this day is going to go you don't you have no idea where you're going to be in 12 hours you really don't you have no idea what's going to happen you don't know you don't know I I remember being 18 years old in Ocean City Maryland for uh, my senior week after I would graduated from high school and uh, my stepfather's sister passed away and I didn't know that I was going to be on a bus home on the day that I had to go home. Like I had no idea. I had to take a Greyhound home from Ocean City. You know, it wasn't that far of a drive, but there was no one to get me. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't going to fly home. I mean, so I was on this bus. Yeah, I didn't plan that early in the day. I mean, that's just one dumb example. But I mean, I I have lots of examples like that where i woken up one day and I never, I didn't know how the, end of the day was going to go. And my plan every day is to return here to my apartment in New York City. My plan every day is to return to my bed. And that's where I plan for every day to end. But I don't know that that's how today is going to end. I have no idea that that is how today is going to end. None of you know that. So even though you have the illusion of control, you really have no control at all. So when things go awry, you have to know that that's just part of the plan. Like you really don't know. And you can't do, you know, you can't predict it. You cannot predict. You should be grateful when things end, when your day ends the way that you want it to. You should be really grateful for that. But it doesn't always. And when it doesn't, you're at choice over how you perceive what's going on. You always are in control of that state. Always, 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 always. And I I, I would encourage you all to just think about where, where you feel out of control. And I'll tell you what, I work with clients on this a lot. I really do. I I know that it's not easy. I know that being at choice and that concept of how you're perceiving things and keeping, um, keeping a good headspace is not easy because we're programmed by our past and also by just everything around us to feel differently. And we're programmed that we, that things are happening to us and, you know, we're we're constant victims of what happens, and we're not. You're not like things can be changed. You are in control of that in ways you don't even know. While you can't control your outside circumstances, you can't control how other people treat you, you can't control what happened to you in the past, or even what, how somebody is going to treat you tomorrow, today. You're not in control of that, but you are in control of your state and your state is 100% your responsibility so if you're having any difficulty with that at all you guys can always email me andy d e e at getthefuckoff.com I am super responsive to emails I love email I check email all the time it's like my social media love email Uh, Email me there. Uh, You can get on my website, getthefuckoff.com. You can subscribe to my email list. I send out content once a week about this very thing. It's always stuff that you're not going to find on a Google search because a lot of this stuff in personal development is like the best well-kept secrets. I don't know why. We're all having the same human experience. I mean, we're not having the same experiences, but the human experience is collective. Humans all experience these same things. We all like to think we're so different that something is different about me then you then Sally then Joe you know we always think oh you know this person is that or this person is that but you get to a point eventually where you realize that we're all the same and we're all experiencing that same sort of stuff and we're all hurting in ways you know we all are loving in ways we're all we're all experiencing the human condition so you think that this information would be more readily available but it's not but I am available to uh To send things to you every week. So get on my email list for sure. Because it's a great way to keep in touch with me. You can figure out where I'm at. And you know maybe something will resonate with you. And help you a little bit. I am going to be back next week. I'm sorry for the late podcast this week guys. I will be back next week. um, With a very special guest. So you can stay tuned for that. If you guys want to be a guest on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Email me please. Again Andy A-N-D-E-E at getthefuckoff.com And I will be back next week, next Monday. Hold me to it. (laughs) uh, My intention is I will be here next Monday. Uh, And until then, you guys take care and be safe. And we will talk really, really soon. Take care.